0: I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. Hey. <laughs> My name is Ev at No Money No Honey on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Sophie at Bingo Daddy on Twitter. I've been listening to public radio again, and it's been so hard for me not to hold open on my, like, NPR slash CBC classical music radio voice. Like the one you did last week? Yes. I was listening to it again today, and it was like, Thank you. That was a lovely piece by Michael Snyder, playing Night Flight by Canary, a song which is traditionally recorded on the classical guitar on the accordion." The button accordion is defined by its pearly buttons, which are on not one, but both sides of the accordion. Not to be confused by the with the piano accordion, which is known for its piano-like keys.
1: You need to have a 24-hour, like, refractory period of public radio before we record this podcast.
0: <laughs> I can't help it. I don't understand why they're, like they talk like they consistently have like a champagne flute like up their ass like who is this for and then it's like also they're so they're assuming that their audience is like cultured enough to enjoy classical music but also that their audience doesn't know what an accordion looks like
1: (laughs) did you know that there was two different types of accordions
0: yes okay
1: But only because
0: I'm an ally to French-Canadians. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now's the part of the podcast when you guys find out that Sophie can play the accordion. Ugh. Why are you you ashamed? (laughs) You should be happy that you have actual talents. It's not cool, though. I think it's cool. Okay,
1: well... (laughs) Well, maybe that's who the public radio is for. It's like if somebody's just like flipping stations and then they're like, someone's like the button accordion and they're like, what, 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 what's an accordion? What station is this? (laughs) And then they learn something and then they're like, okay, I guess French Canadian people aren't that bad.
0: (laughs) It's an outreach program. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's state sanctioned propaganda for like. The continued peace between French-Canadians and Anglophones in Canada. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I'll stop listening to classical music radio. I don't care. I do. It's like, no one thinks it's funny besides me. It it really... Well, if you enjoy it, you should listen to it. I don't. That's the problem.
1: (laughs) Okay, then definitely don't. (laughs)
0: You know when you're, you're consuming media and you're like, I don't even like this, but I can't stop. Yeah. That's how I feel about public radio. I've been going through that for sure. With what? Like podcasts, like different podcasts and stuff. Okay. Like I'm like, I don't actually like this, but. I can't quit? Yeah. What has always been confusing to me is I'll finish a movie that I'm not enjoying depending on how far into it I get. Yeah, definitely. If I'm more than, like, 20 minutes in, I'll probably just finish it. Yeah. With a show, I'm like, you can stop watching it. I stop watching. Literally whenever you want. I don't understand when people continue watching, not even episodes, but I mean, like, seasons. Or they'll watch a whole other season of a show because they just already started. I've rarely finished a series.
1: You, well, it's like, you know- Because they always fall off. Yeah. Especially shows that are, like, accessible through, like, Netflix or whatever that were originally on cable and have, like, eight seasons. Right. They're never good after the first two or three seasons.
0: Yeah. So I just stop watching. Okay. Let's express what seasons we stop watching shows on. Okay. 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 I stopped watching Dexter after season four.
1: Yeah, it was around that for me, too. Yeah. End of three, partway through four,
0: maybe? I think season three or season four was really good. It had John Lithgow in it as the killer. Okay. And then it really fell off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped watching New Girl at, like, season six. Yeah. Five or six. I think I only saw the
1: first two seasons of that consistently, and then I saw, like, random episodes and stuff. I watched ones with Megan
0: Fox. Okay, yeah. But I I didn't see a
1: lot in between. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I watched two seasons of The Mindy Project. Okay, I watched three seasons of that. I don't know how many seasons there are. I know that they got switched to another platform, and I think they made a few more seasons,
0: but I don't know how many. Okay. I think there's, like, four seasons. Fuck, what else did I... I watched season one and two of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, me too. I watched, like...
1: way too much of weeds okay like definitely three seasons
0: okay yeah yeah but it wasn't good after the first season fair i watched like the first four or five seasons of archer okay i think i don't know how many seasons
1: there are i've never seen that. that yeah i watched the first two seasons of oranges and new black Me part too. of the third season and then i stopped and then i watched the fourth season when did they die four I think I watched that season but after that I like actually didn't I watched that season too yeah but season three I stopped watching halfway through because I was bored it's the one where they're like in the other prison
0: okay yeah is that the one where there's like the house in the woods Mm Mhm. okay yeah yeah I don't know I, I can't really think in terms of like episodic shows I was just saying that I I've been watching the new season of Mindhunter, which just came out i watched the first four episodes this weekend and we'll i imagine i'll finish it by like the end of next week probably yeah how many episodes are there i can't remember if it's like 8 10 or 12
1: it's one of those yeah yeah they're 40 minute episodes the new season of glow just came
0: out and i need to watch it but i'm worried it's gonna be bad I only watched season one of Glow. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. Season two was very good. Allison and Brie just annoys me too much to look at.
1: They break her leg. Oh, maybe In I'll episode. watch that episode. Season two.
0: <laughs> maybe uh, that'll be my new favorite piece of media. It'll even replace the commercial where Taylor Swift face plants on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> it was very soothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Allison Breed getting her leg broken ASMR on repeat while I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How was your week done? How was your week? Whatever. Um.
1: Yeah, it was good. We had our show that we did on Friday. Oh yeah. Was our
0: show went so good. Thank you so much for anyone who came out. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. Yeah, lots yeah. of fun. It
1: was really successful. Everybody was really funny. And yeah,
0: the room was packed. We were having a shared panic attack because the room was still completely empty at the quarter two at eight, at eight it yeah. was empty yeah the show was we li- the listed time was eight but I mean like generally speaking you list a time and then you start 15 or minutes or half an hour late yeah because people are late you know especially like our friends yeah like I would <laughs> never I would never expect my friends to show up any time besides 15 minutes to half an hour after the intended start of a show. Half an hour is a lot. Half an hour is a lot. 15 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. Is that fine. fair? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that went really well. The photos were nice. People liked the material. We're definitely going to do a few more sh- We'd, We We got two or three shows in the works. Yeah. Upcoming. So. So that's fun. that did good. What else
1: did we do? What did I do? Thinking
0: we were both at bureau on thursday too yeah we were at swizzles on monday mm-hmm. yeah we have a show tomorrow that yeah we're doing. yeah we're on the pride show mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um and yeah i went to a pride show at yuck Yuck's last night that i wasn't on it was interesting um it was all lesbians on the lineup <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Well, Um,
1: Diane's not a lesbian. Yeah. Diane was the only one who wasn't. Yeah. I guess it's just that, like, there's not that many, like, pro-am comedians who...
0: There aren't... anything
1: other than lesbians.
0: There aren't... In
1: the yuck yuck circuit.
0: Yeah, and there just aren't a lot of out-male gay comics in the local scene yeah in general
1: and i mean jesse is gay and he was hosting so yeah if they'd gotten rid of one of the lesbians and booked like a bisexual person then i guess it would have been basically they would basically exhausted their options but there isn't really anybody yeah so yeah fair enough i guess it makes sense (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: definitely the
1: first show at seven was like all straight people in the audience really and they hated it what? Yeah. Why did they come then? I don't know. It was so weird. That's so strange.
0: Yeah. I just don't understand if you don't like gay people, why you would go to a gay comedy show.
1: I don't know what they were expecting. It was super weird. And there was a girl in the front row who was like hammered from the beginning. It's not a good look, honey. And her husband was like, like, stop talking,
0: stop talking. Oh my god. Yeah. But, yeah yeah we love special interest shows there's an all-indigenous comedy show being booked in ottawa that i cannot be on because i will be in edmonton and i'll say it it's really gonna suffer
1: <laughs> yeah it is
0: Genuinely. it actually Genuinely. Is, Genuinely. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's there's just not enough indigenous comedians locally yeah to book a full show of it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in a way that you should
1: yeah like if you were there it would be a full lineup but still like
0: but even still yeah it's not really yeah you could if you wanted to book people to do lawn sets and you had people from out of town or something yeah totally hosting is hard it's just a different it's a different different thing. thing you don't have to be super funny to be a good host no which is crazy
1: well, I guess it's not crazy. It's not, it makes sense. It's not about you,
0: right? Yeah, that's why I hate hosting. I know. <laughs> yeah, I went hiking. Mm-hmm. It was fine. The weather was shitty, but the hike was nice. Yeah? Where yeah. were you? Yeah, no part. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. That's nice. Basically, we're, that's like, about it.
1: Was it like near like a lake or was it just like in the woods? Just in the woods. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, King Mountain Trail. I
1: okay. don't know. You yeah. just
0: look out at a bunch of farms. Yeah,
1: that's what I was wondering. Like, yeah, like, like, there's
0: you... just a lookout, like, every 500 meters or something, yeah. you know? A lot of the Gatineau Park trails are just, like, you can see, like, farms and shit like that, so. It's moderately more difficult and uphill than a lot of the, like, it's short, but... I mean, like, the Lustfill Falls Trail is like only like a kilometer long but it's so hard yeah it's the the other like the incline and the terrain exactly yeah. so this one had sort of like rough terrain but it was only like a moderate incline okay that's but nice. it was so humid yeah that i oh was like my God, yeah. dying when yeah. it was over i was so sweaty i can't
1: believe you went i can't in this weather personally Uh, yeah,
0: it wasn't up to me. Uh, (laughs) Um, but it was, uh, it was still a nice time. Because it was, like, a little bit harder, there weren't children. That's nice. Which is all that I'm realistically, like, uh, being able to find a parking spot and it being too difficult for kids. Yeah. Is really the only thing that I like. Well, especially if you're going on a weekend. Yeah, that's true. I Mm -hmm. guess I normally don't go on the weekend
1: no if you go on the weekend there's more likely to be kids
0: yeah i mean than... but normally i'm not doing stuff on the weekend because i don't work like monday to friday yeah yeah you yeah. know what i mean so i'm not used to things being busy and having kids at that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when i accidentally go to the grocery store on a saturday and i'm like oh my god it's so busy what the fuck You're and like, then i realize like i haven't had a real job for too long so i don't know my days of the week anymore <laughs> <laughs> i just live and die by like my doodle calendar okay <laughs> should we talk about stuff
1: yeah so um the ottawa mayor came out this week at the beginning of pride week so most places have their pride week in june mm-hmm. ottawa has
0: theirs at the end of august which don't know why Mm, I don't know either. Maybe it's because it's the capital. They feel like they have to be different or something. You think so? No, I don't know why. I mean, there's
1: other cities that have them in other, different months as well. Like, not everybody does it in June. Mm-hmm. Montreal Pride was this weekend.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Is it always? Yeah. Okay. It is. But I just, I don't know why specifically.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We remembered that it isn't official pride month in august when we were trying to find pride merch to wear to our stupid woke ally show on friday and we trekked <laughs> across the entire rito center and just barely found shit to wear it was
1: so bad there wasn't even anything with rainbows on it that was like not pride related yeah i know at like I didn't... children's stores like there was like nothing i know i know it's crazy Pretty embarrassing. Yeah, not a good look, sis. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mayor Jim Watson came out on Friday, and uh, it's kind of like Ottawa's worst-kept secret. Yeah. Like, I thought everybody knew.
0: Yeah, we've been new. Yeah. Like, even people who are not at all adjacent to either municipal politics or, like, the local LGBTQ community knew. This. knew. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Literally, like. Yeah. Mike was like, I thought he was gay this whole time, and I was like, well, he, he was. He has been gay this whole time, <laughs> yeah. but I think he thought he didn't. He was surprised that he came out. Right. Because yeah. everyone knew. I yeah.
1: I have to assume it's some sort of marketing thing because, like, yeah, like you said, everybody knew, and it's like you don't have to come out, right? Like, so the point. What I don't really understand the point of him doing it at this point. Like, he wrote an article or like a letter that was published in the local newspaper and it was like I'm finally coming out after 40 years like I've never prioritized my personal life because I've always been focused on my public life and like blah 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 and I'm like you've had so many partners though okay like he's yeah. had been in relationships and it hasn't been like it hasn't been addressed but it wasn't a secret so the way the letter was written was obviously dramatic. I mean, it's a personal perspective on it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was very, like, formulaic. Like, it was like, ever since I was a kid, I got bullied because people thought I was gay. And I moved around schools a lot, so I never knew any other gay people. And, like, all- you know what I mean?
0: People thought I was gay, and they were right. But that's besides the point yeah. they shouldn't have been bullying me. Like, yeah. it was just, like, hitting <laughs> all of
1: the, like, points that people expect from, like... coming Coming out out story. story.
0: Yeah. I think that it's interesting that he decided to frame it as I'm only coming out now because I've never focused on my personal life. I've always focused on my public life. Yeah. Because in my opinion, it's a very bothering to come out is very much because of his public life and because of his political life. I don't think that he had to come out for anything in his personal life because again, everybody knows and it wasn't necessarily a secret i definitely think it was like a political
1: yeah move for sure a
0: policy decision and it, it's very much like oh the personal is political like i you know like the the municipality of like the ncr is doing intersectionality basically is essentially yeah. what i think yeah. yeah
1: yeah there was a couple people that were acting surprised and stuff and i don't <laughs> know I don't even remember, like, there was just some random people I was talking to, and they were like, yeah, I didn't know, and I was like, I mean, it doesn't really matter, like, it doesn't affect anything about his policies, clearly. I don't think he's straight-passing. No, he's not straight-passing. Regardless
0: of whether or not he's been photographed with partners or things like that.
1: No, he's not straight-passing at all, and I mean, it's like, this isn't really gonna change anything, like, Mm -hmm. I don't really understand why people care.
0: Yeah. He still has, like, shitty (laughs) politics. Yeah. So... (laughs) Would you say that his politics have not been representative of, like, LGBTQ interests? Yeah,
1: I mean, they're representative of, like, rich people interests more so. And it's not that there aren't rich gay people, but a lot of LGBT people are marginalized. And a lot of his policies have to do with... um, not wanting safe injection sites, wanting to move homeless shelters out of the downtown core, making public transportation more expensive. Yeah. So I would say that those are all things that affect of course, LGBT people and other people as well. But I mean, yeah, he's a white
0: man first and a gay person second. Yeah, exactly. He's a member. He's. Promoting and protecting his own class interests, obviously, over, yeah. like, the interests of people that belong to the same marginalized group as him. hmm Quote-unquote marginalized in his case, but... Yeah, I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I do think that he is old enough that it, like, he definitely was alive and, you know, like, not... He was, like, alive and gay at a time when he definitely could have been persecuted for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot more than he obviously would be now. Now it's probably to be observed, in my opinion, as a political advantage. Totally. If anything. Yeah. But historically, of course, it wouldn't have not been.
1: No, like, I definitely understand why he hadn't been out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And also it's like, you know, then you have to decide, like, should I come out? later on when it is okay no like i obviously like at the time he wouldn't have been able to come out and it Mm -hmm. makes sense that he's able to now it's just i do think that there's a political reason for him to be doing it it's not about living his truth
0: no it's definitely not about living an authentic life and i i would argue that it's not living an inauthentic life to not ever bother making a statement statement. or having a press release yeah to the effect of what type of sexual partner you prefer (laughs) no for (laughs) sure
1: i mean yeah jim watson's had a lot of scandals but
0: him being gay
1: wasn't one that people cared about like
0: a lot of people choose to live quietly yeah you know with as like gay people or lesbians or whatever and i don't think that that's wrong or that it ever has to be addressed and I think that you know kind of like addressing it is very transparently yeah no I agree Uh. (laughs) (laughs) like a whoa
1: thing yeah it's like you think you're gonna curry favor with people for it right like there's a lot of stuff in someone's personal life that they might not publicly address if they're in a position of authority or power
0: Definitely. Right. Um, and I mean, even if if you want to look at it from, like, like an equity perspective, obviously it's not the same because, like, you know, people, homophobia might present prevent some people from, like, voting in a s- certain direction if, like, gay or lesbian politicians did decide to be open yeah, about their yeah. sexuality, of course. But there are also a lot of people that are, you know, in heterosexual partnerships that also keep their personal life... like out of the media if we're acknowledging that we think that like same gender relationships are the exact same as like opposite gender relationships why would it be any different if someone like Jim Watson wanted to keep who he was partnered with private out of the media yeah exactly right like I just I don't understand when people are particularly invasive into the lives of like politicians or even celebrities because it's like, okay, people are private about their personal lives for all sorts of reasons. Number one, probably being because it's their personal life.
1: (laughs) But there's like... Like, I think it's fine to be private about it, but there's like a certain degree where you kind of just have to be like, okay, I'm either never going to address this or I just need to not address it but not care, right? So, like, Jim Watson, for years, his whole thing being the mayor is that he goes to like every event in Ottawa. Yeah. He's at every event. Yeah. There's four he events loves on a day. Hands he and goes to every 80s. event. Yeah. yeah. So he's been. It's started to have a niche. <laughs> he's been photographed multiple times with the same person who I don't think he's with now, but they had been together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guy would come with him to events and then have to walk 20 feet behind him the whole time. Yeah. Right? So it's like, mm. wall. Okay. Just yeah. do it or don't.
0: Yeah. That's right. If it's private, it's private. That's fair. Yeah. You can show up and go separate ways. Yeah. And then leave together. Yeah. But don't, like... you you shouldn't have to like oddly lurk in the background you know like you're a teenager who's embarrassed that your mom's with you at the mall or something exactly it's weird (laughs) (laughs) that is strange i didn't realize that oh should we talk about portland and the proud boys sure yeah okay so proud boys are kind of an extremist alt-right organization right like they promote quote-unquote traditional values and they're they're very, you know, they're kind of militarized and they eschew feminism yeah. and minority rights and homosexuality and masturbation. And, like, <laughs> and specific goals, right? Yeah, exactly. And they were originally started by Gavin McInnes, mm-hmm. who was one of the founding members of Vice and is from Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And I know that some of the older comedians in the scene were actually personal friends of Gavin McInnes when he was a stand-up comedian in Ottawa before he completely went off the rails.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing about that now. As you were saying it, I yes. was like, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Sophie was really worried before recording because I said, I have some personal connections to the Proud Boys. Yeah, and then you wouldn't tell me what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it, Renee... His real name is Josh, the lounge was li- the guy that does the lounge oh, lizard thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the mains. Yeah. Um, he, mm-hmm. Josh. He was friends with Gavin McInnes like 15, pl- 20 years ago when McInnes was trying to cut his teeth as a comedian on the Ottawa scene. This is this
1: whole thing where like people always say that if Hitler had just been accepted to art school, he wouldn't have <laughs> done a genocide. It's like if people had just let Gavin McInnes think he was funny. Have you watched
0: his stand-up? No. It's horrifying. I've heard it's not good. It's yeah. really, really, really bad. He. D- I watched a video of him doing a set and he's wearing an Ottawa Senator's jersey. Oh my god, that's bad in itself. I know, it really reflects poorly on this beautiful city which we call home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's also married to an Indigenous woman. I knew that, yeah. which is disturbing. Yes, so my other Proud Boy connection was, you know about this, I dated a guy who I found out after the fact was a proud boy because all of my friends were messaging me that my ex was on the front cover of the newspaper (laughs) in Halifax for being a fucking proud boy because they were counter protesting an indigenous protest For the removal of the statue of Cornwallis, a military general in Halifax, Nova Scotia, who famously called for the scalps of every midma, which is the specific type of native that I am. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he knew that you were native? He did know that I was Native. I did not know that he was a Proud Boy. So he went <laughs> he went into the relationship with full information, and I went into the relationship with no information. And I also had left politics already at this point. Right. So my thought is, because the Proud Boys are so committed to believing that women aren't people, he probably was like, oh, she thinks she has politics. That's cute. And you guys just never talked about politics. No, I knew that he was, like, you know, kind of a shitty, like, edgelord. Right. But he was pretty funny. Okay. So he really cloaked a lot. Like, I think that a lot of what I thought was jokes was not jokes. Right, and you just thought it was. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, we ended up breaking up because I found his behavior to be intolerable. Yeah, uh, I and assume we, that and, would
1: extend beyond just politics. Yeah,
0: we didn't date for very long uh, mm-hmm. at all. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> he was just... he. Maybe he was already secretly a Proud Boy, and he just wanted to be like Daddy McKinnis and get himself a native trad wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or maybe it happened after. Like, how
1: long after you guys broke up was he in the
0: newspaper? Oh, he was in the newspaper in, like... 2017. Okay. And we dated in, like, 2013. Oh, that's a long time for people's politics to get a lot worse. Yeah, he joined the military. So, honestly, <laughs> probably he radicalized. When we dated, he was an accountant. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of things changed. He lost some hair. That's He got, upsetting. like, more jet. So maybe he started like going on gear or something yeah yeah anyways bad so, mix <laughs> so proud boy stuff <laughs> 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 proud boys made an appearance in portland mm-hmm. this week they were protesting and they were met with a much larger antifa and whatever portland dsa counter protest yeah and as such they were granted a police escort out of the city of portland (laughs) and the protest only lasted half an hour even though multiple sources speculated that it would be perhaps the most violent rally of the trump era thus far
1: Okay, that's obviously not true.
0: (laughs) In Portland? No offense, but, like, that's a really pussy city. Do people not remember Charlottesville? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why. uh, And I was like, why would you ever trust anything that these people are saying yeah remember when there was supposed to be an alt-right protest and i can't remember what city it was but like according to the internet it was going to be huge and when they showed up it was like seven ugly guys and like (laughs) fucking like 200 antifa people seven ugly guys (laughs) (laughs) come on it was seven guys that don't fuck like although one thing i will say about the proud boys is i regrettably love the Fred Perry polo as an aesthetic. Yeah. They do have, they did make a good decision with the symbolism of their uniforms.
1: That's true, and that is an important thing, Yeah, is the stylistic, like... Yeah, aesthetic. Yeah, of course. Um, I hate to say it, but <laughs> do you remember when there was supposed to be that protest that drove all the way to Ottawa from Alberta and before they even got to Ottawa, someone had absconded with $10,000 and they had no gas money to get back to Alberta?
0: Hilarious. Yeah, the <laughs> gas and oil caravan. Yeah. Yes, I do. Proud boy adjacent. Yeah, I. that movement was also really upsetting because I think I talked about this when I was on Beep Beep Lettuce. Shout out Beep Beep Lettuce. Give them a listen. They're very cool. We met Chris and Bryn this yeah, week, actually this week. from BP Bledis. They came to the city because Bryn's band Stay Inside is touring, and they played a show in Ottawa. So shout-outs to them. But when we were, when I was on BP Bledis, I think we talked about this. But that movement, like the Caravan of Trucks, they tried to kind of co-opt the French Yellow Vest yeah. movement and use the symbolism of the Yellow Vest. But what was happening in France was kind of a protest. Against the French government, the French liberal government and Macron specifically taxing the poor to pay for things like environmental programs. Yeah. Like taxing the poor who who live in rural areas who, like, depend on gas in order to get to their jobs and whatnot. Whereas in uh, Alberta, it was more of a reactionary anti-immigration sentiment
1: yeah couched in something about oil yeah but there was like a whole bunch of different groups with no cohesive goal that all jumped onto this same protest
0: i think they understood which also the proud boys understand the value of the value and the strength of symbolism yes and at least the appearance of unity Mm -hmm. physically and aesthetically, which should at least imply and possibly scare people that you are also unified ideologically. Yeah. But unfortunately, they failed at that horribly. (laughs) I mean, unfortunately for them. (laughs) United we roll, baby. United we roll. So funny. So stupid. (laughs) yeah
1: anyways yeah um it makes me laugh that it only lasted for a half hour so funny it's like why go yeah
0: honestly the thing about the proud boys too is like okay so like people are calling this like a huge victory for like antifa and whatnot but it's like to me like the proud boys are like their babies and that doesn't mean that they don't promote like dangerous rhetoric and they don't they aren't able to recruit, you know, young alienated males. Yeah. But I mean, the Proud Boys at that rally were shaking hands with actual, literal white nationalists, mm-hmm. like the American Guard, like Nazis, yeah. white supremacists. Yeah. So I don't know why the the focus is on the Proud Boys. I think that they just they've garnered so much more media attention than they actually deserve. deserve. Yeah. And I also think that it, the reason why they protested in Portland is, well, it was like supposedly re- motivated by revenge because so right wing's Peter Andy No was kicked in the face. Oh, that's where it happened? Yeah. Okay. Or punched in the face. He got a black eye yeah. in Portland. So the Proud Boys kind of planned their protests there at, as sort of to like elicit revenge for that, that event. Right. But i don't know what they expected because the reason why that act of violence happened in the first place is because portland has such a huge left-wing population for
1: sure yeah i get what you're saying about the proud boys too it's like obviously they do hold like a credible threat because they're like a gateway drug to like more intense and organized white supremacy Mm -hmm. but It's not surprising that the protests only lasted 30 minutes when other people showed up because they're pussies. Definitely. So it's not, like, a huge victory.
0: No. Which they claimed it was. Which
1: they claimed it was because Mm -hmm. they don't really hold that much of a threat beyond the fact that they're accessible and that they're, like, a gateway into more intense white supremacy. Definitely. They don't hold a physical, like, in-person
0: no, definitely not. They're they're just like 4chan losers, honestly, yeah. primarily. One thing that is interesting is that the Portland police force has received a lot of flack in the past for protecting right wing groups. Yeah. And they did, like I said, provide barriers and police escort. For the Proud Boys, to which I would say, first of all, it's not surprising because, no. like I said, Portland does have a huge left-wing population, so they would be expecting a large counter-protest. Yeah. Second of all, who's to say cops aren't Proud Boys and white supremacists? Those are their future recruits. They need yeah. to protect them. Exactly. And also, thirdly, while Portland is extremely, at least liberal, yeah. if not leftist, I would say. The surrounding areas of Oregon are extremely conservative.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Starkly, starkly indifference to like the average politics of a Portlandian. Yeah. So who's to say that people who become police officers in Portland are from Portland proper? Of why would not. why would a Portlandite <laughs> want to join the police force when the politics of the city at large seem to be pretty anti-fascist and anti-police quite frankly yeah. I would assume that the police force has to recruit from the surrounding areas which again are historically conservative and I would go as far as to say, uh, racist.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know why anyone would think that a police force's politics would be reflective of <laughs> the, the city
0: at large. <laughs> yeah, and also... Like, that's kind of incongruous. <laughs> and also, I have to say, when one of the predominant discourses of Antifa is literally punch a Nazi, Yeah. anyone who's not Antifa is a fascist, any fascist is a Nazi. Why wouldn't the police honestly show up to protect the Proud Boys? Of course. I'm yeah. sorry if that's like a reactionary take, but suppose if supposedly the job of the police force is to prevent violence, and you know a large quotient of Antifa members are going to show up, and their battle cry is punch a Nazi, and they perceive the Proud Boys to be Nazis. Then you <laughs> the can police force kind of reasonably predict kind of has to, sh- has to, to show violence. up. Yeah. I mean, not that gross negligence is anything new for any police force, <laughs> but like it would be, it would probably be worse publicity for them to not show up than it would be for them to protect either party.
1: Definitely, honestly,
0: yeah. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> it's just not surprising to me at all. Uh,
0: so. I read the the mandate of of the poor of the poor boys the poor boys a local bar that has a comedy show that we attend (laughs) Um, the the proud boys and uh, my favorite line in it is we celebrate the housewife and we revile the feminist (laughs) or something Which I really take a lot of insult to, and I would like to say that this is feminist trad wife erasure.
1: They exist. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not a feminist. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, guys. Well, there's been some uh, (laughs) Proud Boy shit going on in Ottawa, too um recently yeah so pride week just started on saturday and apparently there was some people who were labeling themselves as proud boys that showed up to an event a children's pride event oh um the like drag queen story time event they showed up and were like berating the people that were there and were like threatening violence against some of the people at the ottawa public library yeah fuck um so people are kind of freaked out especially with the family events and they're asking people who weren't going to attend to come and kind of like try and make sure that people aren't being disrupted. Large numbers? Yeah, large numbers, whatever, mm-hmm. but um it just makes me lot like I feel bad, but it's also like, yeah, pride isn't so fun when there's actual <laughs> threats, is it? Your stupid little corporate floats aren't going to protect you.
0: Yeah. I mean, pride has always been political. I don't know it should be why. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, recently not so much, but I don't understand why it would be surprising to anybody, especially with all the discourse about people's kind of larger cultural panic yeah. about uh, people coming out earlier yeah. and children deciding to explore. You know presentations outside of their assigned sex or things like that people are extraordinarily nervous about that Mm -hmm. i uh, the drag queen story time thing always kind of makes me laugh though because it's like of course children would love drag queens they're so fun to look at
1: yeah. They're like,
0: massive and they're colorful. Yeah. <laughs> like, how would that not be interesting to a child? I know. That, that's just, Yeah. You know, like, what makes you assume that children, young children particularly, children who would be young enough to attend something like a story time, are able to assign value to things that they probably don't even understand mm-hmm. yet, like you know, societally imposed expectations of, like, what cis men wear and do.
1: Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, I don't even think it's really about that, right? Like, you were just saying that, like, these guys are kind of like pussies and stuff. Obviously, an event designed or geared towards children is an easy target, because presumably it's mostly going to be children and parents there, and most parents aren't going to get arrested,
0: or be violent yes. or angry in mm-hmm. front of their children. Exactly. It's right? more, I think it's more that than anything Th- else. That's laughable. Yeah. 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 I think also, like, for so long, like, historically, like, conservative rhetoric has just been, like, think of the children. Protect the children. Yeah, that's true. Even, like, prior to, but, like, particularly during, like, let's say, like, the Reagan era. Yeah. But, I mean, like, even... In like the '50s and stuff, there's just always been like cultural moral panic about children, about children, and exposure to you know, I don't even want to say sexuality because you know just being gay in public is not obscene, (laughs) but you know what they would consider consider to be, be, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm, sexuality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, damn. Stay away from pride. I guess we should talk a little bit about SNC-Lavalin. Yeah. So this week, a report was released about Justin Trudeau. And we talked about this on an earlier episode of the podcast, but it was ruled that Justin Trudeau was acting in defiance of the Conflict of Interest Act, Mm -hmm. Section 9 specifically, which states that a public figure should not be interfering with the affairs of a private company company yeah so what happened was a montreal-based engineering firm snc lavalin was contracted by the government to build several like train related projects essentially buildings like multiple engineering projects in canada and they were being prosecuted in federal court for offering bribes to Gaddafi's government, as well as defrauding some Libyan government parties for $130 million. Nice. Yeah, and Justin Trudeau tried to influence former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould in order to have her provide a remediation program so as to avoid the federal prosecution of SNC Lavalin and he got caught. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Damn. Nice. Thanks. (laughs) That was a really good explanation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: So the main thing going on with this is that a lot of um, right wing conservative people are saying that he broke the law. Mm -hmm. He didn't break the law right it was unethical yes he broke a code of ethics it's not a legal thing Yes. so people are using it it's not good but the discourse around it is making it seem like the prime minister broke a law (laughs) essentially instead of did something morally unethical
0: he, re- he broke a rule that only applies to him as yes. a politician, a public representative in Canada, mm-hmm. essentially.
1: And it sucks because it's like, I'm glad that the report came out because that's obviously what was going on, right? Yes. Like we, after kind of the information came out, it was like, oh, Justin Trudeau definitely well, it- was doing that for sure but um it kind of came at like the worst time you know because the election is coming up soon and i'm glad that he's been exposed as having broken the ethics code but also it sucks because it i feel like pretty much guarantees a conservative government
0: i suspect as well that it will result in a a conservative federal government Mm -hmm. in the upcoming election in october which is obviously bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially because
1: most of the provincial governments are also conservative right now.
0: Yes, especially in the larger provinces, such as Ontario, where we live, Alberta, Mm -hmm. and more conservative than even the Conservative Party has historically been. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Things are swinging right at an alarming pace yeah, and a lot of it has to do with an extremely founded lack of faith in the liberal party which is the centrist party in Canada yeah yeah (sighs) Uh, (laughs) Justin Trudeau is I'm not a fan of Justin Trudeau (laughs) at all (laughs) although I don't often express this because normally when you express a distaste for the Liberal Party in Canada, people automatically assume that you are a conservative mm-hmm. and by extension of that a fascist. Mm-hmm. I do not consider myself to be a conservative. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> I don't consider myself to be either of those things, obviously <laughs> because they don't they just they don't even think about people that are to the left no well because that's not all on most people's radar no right? if we have a we have even though we have three parties here we essentially have a false two-party system yeah and i think that it was really really clear months ago when we talked about this initially that justin trudeau was culpable absolutely of wrongdoing in the snc lavalin affair as soon as raybold wilson and jane F- philpotts resigned Yeah, And Wilson made a statement where she was honest about what happened. And honestly, in this entire affair, Raybold Wilson came out looking the best. Absolutely. Of anyone. It
1: started with her looking really bad and it really turned around real quick.
0: And I do think that it was honorable and commendable that she had, like, essentially the fortitude and the personal strength to not only say no to the Prime Minister of Canada, who was pressuring her very strongly, but also to openly decry what he was doing as unethical, as is presumably her responsibility as the head arbiter of the law in Canada at the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I have a really bad feeling about...
0: Justin Trudeau, he's incompetent. Yes, he's he is a very illustrative case of why nepotism is always a bad decision, particularly in public office. Yeah, and he's doing horrible things for the hot rights movement. More importantly, hot rights. <laughs> Every time Justin Trudeau does something fucking idiotic, I'm like, great, another step backwards in the battle for hot rights. (laughs) Jesus. Nice hair. (laughs) that one's for my canada heads oh my god anyways (laughs) he's guilty he did it we're gonna have conservative overlords as of october i'm sure i can't wait everybody please if you are canadian and you are eligible to vote please 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 go vote anything but blue vote strategically Mm -hmm. find out what if it's the NDP or the liberals that have the best chance of winning do that one. in your riding and vote that way? Unfortunately, even if you feel that the candidate in question does not represent you or your politics, it's a lesser of two evils. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I will be acting in defiance of conflict of interest at when I, bribe all of my friends and loved ones who don't vote to come vote with me by offering them mucho burrito like I did in the last federal election. Oh <laughs> yeah. Alright. Should
1: we talk about uh ISIS bloopers? Yes. <laughs> Stupidest sentence I've ever heard. I'm ready. So Al Qaeda recently released a video of ISIS bloopers mm-hmm. intending to show their incompetence as a terrorist caliphate <laughs> <laughs> that essentially was a video of an ISIS member renewing his commitment to the group mm-hmm. where he gets distracted by a bird squawking <laughs> and also can't remember any of his lines and has to pull out
0: a piece of paper and read off it. Honestly, relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go on stage without notes if it's new material. Al-Qaeda's just mad because
1: ISIS is a splinter group from them. Yeah. Mm. They're way more famous right now.
0: (laughs) Wouldn't wouldn't anyone be distracted by a squawking bird? Yes. I'm sorry for empathizing with the terrorist, but... (laughs) I would be, for sure. As a performer. (laughs) I do understand where he's coming from.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is a really good example of how being mean is always more effective than being nice. (laughs) Look how much publicity Al-Qaeda is getting right now.
0: True. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny.
1: It was posted online by Al-Qaeda's, like, media news engine. Okay. Like, on their Twitter account. Yeah. And it was, um, Purposely used as a rebuttal against an ISIS video where this person was shown as like renewing his commitment to the group, okay. and it was the like outtakes because it took him like forever to get it through. Okay, yeah, and
0: yeah, basically, it's a flame war. That's so funny. I know. Beef of the beef of the week is ISIS versus Al Qaeda. <laughs> <laughs> I heard ISIS had like fallen. Yeah, yeah, ISIS did low-key fall off. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember when the big thing was ISIS? Uh, like, people love talking
1: about it, you mean? Like, everybody was afraid of ISIS.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah, I do, but I mean, like, I, I'm, like, famously a contrarian, and I love to minimize people, so I remember, like, I remember that time being specifically annoyed. Cause I was like, nothing's gonna happen. They're terrorists. That's their job to incite terror, you fucking idiots. You're playing directly into the hands of ISIS. You're How's letting them feel? win. <laughs> when you get scared, ISIS wins, okay? Remember that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but literally, that's their job is to incite terror. I know. And if we let them do it without even committing acts of terrorism They don't have to do anything. Right.
1: Maybe we should let them win then. (laughs) Listen. I was like, do it, pussy.
0: (laughs) That's my problem. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah, terrorist organization, domestic, international. I don't give a fuck. Do something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Should we talk about the internet? The internet? The internet. The
1: internet. The internet. The internet. Yeah, let's do it.
0: The beef this week. I do. It's brief. It's offline. It's in real life. Oh damn. It's it's in it's in the real world in the field. I got into it with a woman at the mall. Sophie was there, witnessing it. Sophie w- had the unfortunate experience of having to be around her best friend with the worst temper of all time. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, essentially what happened was I went into the niche store. And a worker came up to me immediately and she was like, hey, can I help you get anything? And I was like, no, I'm good, I'm just looking. And then she said something else and I was like, no, I'm good. And then she turned, I was like swatching concealers on the back of my hand. Uh, This is makeup for those of you who who don't wear makeup. This is an inclusive podcast. I was swatching under eye concealers on the back of my hand and Sophie (laughs) beside me. And then the worker turned to Sophie and she said, do you need a match for your concealer? And Sophie said,
1: I don't fucking know
0: because <laughs> she doesn't wear makeup and I wasn't touching anything. Yeah. And then this, uh, this worker turned around to me and she said, uh, I had selected the concealer, which I intended to purchase. And she said, no offense, but I think that's a little bit dark. And I turned around and I said, no offense, but I didn't ask you <laughs> zero to 100. <laughs> and then I walked to the cash. There was another woman at the cash. And then the worker chased me to the cash and said, like, like, yeah, I was just trying to make sure that you didn't get that concealer because we try not to let anyone leave with something that's not gonna work for them. So I slammed the concealer down on the counter and was like, again, I literally did not ask you. And I'm feel honestly, I'm feeling a little bit bad about it because I do try my best to be nice to people that I know are working for minimum wage. But really this girl was making my life a nightmare and she was wrong like I went to a different store and bought the exact same concealer and it looked great later on and it matched my skin perfectly so she was just like f- chasing me around the store when I gave her like adequate chances to I think she was really alone. pushing
1: it I think she was yeah. really pushing I don't it. know
0: what the problem was I don't know what her problem was I don't know if they're like commissions based there they can't be no it's like barely even a store. Yeah, they can't be commissions. It's just a pop up store, sort of. And I honestly, I think I was like feeling sensitive because I have this repeated problem where like, obviously, I perform femininity at like a very high degree. A lot of the time, you know, I wear a lot of makeup, I have long hair, I have long nails, I wear dresses, I wear heels, I wear jewelry, whatever. But when I'm receiving, when I'm shopping for those things, those things, or when I'm receiving services, like getting my nails done, getting my toes done, getting my hair done, whatever, people treat me like I'm out of place because I don't femme up during the day. Yeah. So, you know, I tend to run around in like running shoes and shorts, you know, with my hair tied up and no makeup on. And then people treat me like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing when I'm, like, in the hair salon or the nail salon or at Sephora or whatever. And it's, quite frankly, really annoying.
1: (laughs) People are so stupid, though, because it's, like, There's so much else going on with you that would signal that you probably have the right to be there. Also, they're really gatekeeping the space. You know what I mean? But, like, okay, you have long hair. Mm -hmm. You have eyelash extensions. Mm -hmm. So you look like you're wearing eyelashes. Yeah. You have two nose piercings.
0: Yeah, fake nails. You
1: have a tattoo of eyelashes on your arm. You
0: have fake nails. Yeah, they're really saying no to contest (laughs) lose. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I forgot that I have a literal tattoo of eyelashes on my arm arm um but it's it's like it's so weird because it's like and I understand that like deciding to present yourself a certain way has advantages and it's disadvantages like I I get harassed a lot in general but I do get harassed more when I'm really dressed up yeah definitely but Also, during the day, I receive or like at night, I receive differential treatment based on if people think that they shouldn't respect me because I'm not putting effort into my appearance. Or people think that they shouldn't respect me because, you know, I look trashy or I'm hyper feminine or whatever their fucking problem is women either decide to treat me like, you know, I'm valid because I am performing femininity or they decide to treat me like I'm not valid because I am performing a version of femininity that they interpret to be threatening although it seems that they consider both they forms do. of femininity that I Well, it's just jealousy. <laughs> it's so it's so stupid. Hosed jealous. mad. Yeah. Um
1: now that you've had a couple days to reflect on this moment that we experienced Mm -hmm. at the next door yes um what could i have done in that situation to better support you uh
0: i don't think you could have really done anything i'm just glad you didn't get mad at me for causing a scene in the next (laughs) door which was like my main concern was like embarrassing you because i don't care about (laughs) embarrassing myself And I never know how to feel in, like, these altercations because, like, I, first of all, I'm coming into situations with the heuristic that I have a bad temper. And I try to give people chance, even though I'm easily irritated, I try to give people chances of me being, trying to be as neutral as possible and polite. But honestly, normally by the third time somebody annoys me, I'm pretty much incapable of being nice about it anymore and that's something that I know about myself yeah right so I'm already entering into frustrating situations knowing that if the other person doesn't back off when I give them the opportunity to it's not going to end well yeah and also I'm going into it with a predilection towards trying my best to treat minimum wage workers with respect and also with like a lot of guilt if i ever have an altercation with a worker at let's say the mall or the post office or a restaurant yeah. or something which also isn't really fair because it's like you can still be an asshole even if you do even if you're at work menial labor yeah. right and you might yeah. because you know your job sucks and you're being fucked by the system maybe you're not coming into it in the best place to not be an asshole either yeah but,
1: but i think it's always just like do less yeah like if you're at work and you feel like shit because your job sucks and you hate mm-hmm. your job and you're, it's a service job and you need yeah. to deal with people mm-hmm. do less i think
0: right? I'm, i think i'm easy i'm pretty easy and like polite like i am yeah. never like i never get mad if people like fuck up my order or like take a long time or like you know what i mean like i'm not shitty because no. like of regular Reasons not the word, But honestly, I do like being left alone. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like,
1: okay, so you're like in a weird (laughs) mood. Yeah. Reserve your energy Mm -hmm. for the people that are going to force you to interact with them. Yeah. And don't bother people Mm -hmm. that you don't really have to help. Yeah. What's the point?
0: Yeah, I think, again, like I said, like, I was, I she did, like, she did bother me, but, like, also, I'm just already really sensitive about being treated strangely by other women in general, but particularly in femme-only spaces. Only spaces yeah. right? I feel
1: like makeup is an extra weird one, too, because a lot of people don't actually really know what they're talking about.
0: Well, when we went to the other store later on, uh, the girl that was working at the cash kind of made a good point, um, which is that nobody knows your own skin tone or your own skin in general, like, as well as you do, especially if, like, that person isn't the same race as you. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of interesting. And also the girl that was working there, like, I didn't like her makeup no, she looks I wouldn't horrible. have wanted if I I wouldn't have wanted to look like she looked which is yeah. a shitty thing to say maybe but like it in in the circumstances I was like I know you don't know but you can't help me
1: no there's no <laughs> nothing you can do to help me no
0: no so that's so that's sucked and yeah I I get I get really sick of acting like I'm like out of place Yeah. In nail salons and hair salons and makeup stores and stuff like that. Um, But, I mean, there's nothing that can really be done about it because, like, I, I live my life on the opposite schedule of a lot of people, right? Where, like, we talked about this the other day. I don't get dressed in the morning and make myself presentable and then come home at 5.30 or 6 p.m. and take my makeup off and put on my sweatpants and watch Netflix. Unfortunately, just because of the nature of my jobs... I tend to spend all day looking casual and then reserve my energy to do my hair and my makeup and get dressed at night to work or do comedy.
1: Do you find that you get treated less weird if you get like the first appointment of the day?
0: Yes, definitely. That helps.
1: Yes, for sure. That's good.
0: Yeah. And people like sometimes are strange about how I look even like at the grocery store and stuff. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? Take my hair down and like, like I'm I'm sorry I'm a sports bra and shorts person. Yeah, this is what you're getting. Sorry, I'm wearing <laughs> shoes. Like I don't really know what you want. But also the other thing that'll illustrate is that a lot of the time I, I actually am like coming from or going to the gym. Yeah. After I'm doing whatever I'm doing, of so I'm and like this lot is lot actually I, this is actually what I look like. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like hos are mad hoes been mad hoes stay mad whatever be mad yeah please and like just don't try me like I'm just I'm not the one like just don't <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm sorry the larger issue is, here is that people don't know that I'm crazy
1: okay <laughs> slightly off topic but yeah. i was watching an episode of are you the one the other
0: day yes oh my god i'm not the one are you the one yeah so no you. yeah yes. so
1: this girl who has like an attitude problem came up and was trying to yell at this other girl when they yeah. were all drunk mm-hmm. and the girl that she started yelling at just turned around and said you know i'm not the one and she said it like 20 <laughs> times and i was like oh this is gonna be bad because she kept going you know i'm not the one you know i'm not the one you know i'm not the one and i was like oh she's mad energy <laughs> She also mocked her. Yeah. So the girl went over. She's like, "Hey, can I talk to you for a second?" Hey, can I talk to you for a second? <gasps> and then,
0: <laughs> honestly, like if somebody gives you the opportunity to back off, I always feel like you should. Yeah, like she mocked you. Walk away. Yeah. Don't keep to going. Me, I, I'm not the one. Or like, <laughs> I'm always like, do you think this is a good idea? Yeah. Like I will express. It, I'm like, do. Do you want to do this? Do you think that this is a good idea? Like, well, that's so funny. Like, it never is. No, it's It's never a good idea. If someone says that, they're not the one. It's not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I'm sorry I ruined that girl's day, even though she slut. Whatever. (laughs) She'll get over it. Do you have a dumb bitch of the week? I do. Nice. I'm just gonna pull
1: it up. So I have a dumb bitch from Bumble this week. (gasps) Sorry. What?
0: (laughs) Nothing. Do you like you that You haven't had it? a dating app one in a while. I haven't. Because well, you've been getting so much attention on your actual social media.
1: Yeah. No, because um, everyone I've been matching with, I'm like, wow, I don't know why I swiped right on them. <laughs> nice. Unmatched them before they can talk to me.
0: <laughs> Late night's <slides>. life.
1: <laughs> so this person messaged me at, um, like seven in the morning. Okay. And said, I downloaded OkCupid if you want to match there too what why
0: like what is that a joke i don't think so she's i don't understand it she's like i'm desperate just so you know (laughs) like i don't even damn i
1: don't understand and i checked we've never matched on tinder so it's not like a haha we've matched twice thing
0: yeah, that was what I was thinking. That's wondering. what I assumed. Yeah. But Okay. Yeah. Yeah, block. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a dumb bitch? I do. I do. Um I always forget what my photos app
1: looks like. It's like what's that about? Well you look for it. I'm just gonna say that I'm trying to start beef. Hmm. I tweeted that the new cool Gen X thing for dudes is to get a septum piercing to show that you've left politics because I want to see if anybody will get one.
0: That's so funny. You, you Some Sophies just want to watch the world burn. Um. <laughs> just trying to get some local comedians to get their septums pierced. That's so funny. I really like that. I hope it happens. <laughs> I was trying to start a beef when I tweeted... If you're vegan and gluten-free, just skip the filling and admit that you have an eating disorder. But nobody came for me, which is crazy. Everybody's was like, true. people have come for me for way less spicy stuff. I mean, it totally got a coward's ratio. Yeah. It's, which I expected. But I was like, someone better come for me for this tweet. I was feeling spicy. like, I I'm was, gonna have to
1: come for myself. I was
0: looking for a fight. This is a residential area, sir. Um, <laughs> I was li- I was honestly looking for a fight, even though what I said was true and also based on personal experience. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: you mean, should I start could- saying that on stage if you really want someone to come for you.
0: Yeah. I did list on both hands people that I know that are vegan and gluten-free who clearly have an eating disorder. Yeah. Anyways, I have.
1: A dumb bitch. A dumb
0: bitch of the week. Nice. So this person said, Maximum tea pain voice, I'm to buy you a drink. And then they said, in your village, can Protestants slide in the DMs of good Catholic girls? To which I say, no. You have to, if you want to slide in my DMs, you have to be either completely secular. Mm-hmm. Or fallen from a religion that's even more intense than mine. Or the same. Or the same. You have to be either, like, a fallen Catholic or, like, a secular Jew or a fallen Jew. Yeah. Or basically a fallen anything that's Catholic or more intense. Don't fucking hit me up if you're fucking Anglican or Presbyterian or United United. Church. You don't understand. That's (laughs) true. Or completely secular is fine. Yeah. Whatever. But... I don't
1: really like people that are, like, have always been completely secular.
0: It is so strange to me that I've I've dated people who have always been completely secular, and their parents were, too. How crazy is that? And I date old people, for the record. Yeah, so So it's That's a long time of being secular. Yeah. I mean,
1: I was raised kind of secular but both my parents were really religious yeah you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. like i don't understand
0: my ex was french canadian mm-hmm. and his mom was south american okay and he was raised completely secular what and he was like 35 how is
1: that even possible i have
0: no idea it was so weird to me
1: that's so strange i know
0: that's... he had never been to church even one time what yeah i know
1: Well, that wedding that I just went to, Mm -hmm. my friend who I was, like, her plus one, Mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, you were, like, number one person on my list of, like, people to bring as a plus one because you've been to a lot of weddings and I've only ever been to one and, um, you know how church works and I don't know how church works. (laughs) She had so many questions when we were walking into the church.
0: Was it a Catholic wedding?
1: Um, it was in... It was at a United Church, Okay. but I think it's because so my friend that I went to high school with mm-hmm. he isn't religious he was grew up secular mm-hmm. and his girlfriend I think was like Protestant but like pretty religious right but it, they did it at like a like an LGBT like friendly church middle ground middle yeah like just okay. like a like a yeah inclusive church
0: well the most recent wedding that I went to was only the second wedding that I've ever been to that wasn't a religious ceremony yeah. And it was sweet because it was so short. It was dope. It was like 17 minutes long. That's I what was, this one was like. I was like, nice. Yeah. I love it. Because I'm used to so much sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up, say a prayer, say a hymn. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? And the last wedding that I went to before this one was really awkward because it was a religious <sighs> ceremony, but half of the people were from the religion that the ceremony was so they knew all the prayers yeah and the words to the songs and it was like instead of like being divided by the aisle like it is at a lot of weddings it was like you could you knew who was a guest of the bride and who was a guest of the groom based on who knew the words to like the sixth verse of amazing Grace <laughs> <laughs> number
1: six I re- they pretty- were baptist Ugh, yeah bad yeah white baptists
0: Yeah, dude. From rural Ontario. (laughs) Dark shit. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty 50-50 on the weddings I've been to for my friends, Mm -hmm. whether they're religious or not. Yeah. Because this one was kind of religious, but then the one I went to before that was not religious because one of them was Jewish and one of them was Catholic. Yeah. And then the one I went to before that was a three-hour Catholic wedding that had full mass and it was in German. Wow. Yeah. Damn. And like I took communion and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's sort of a, sort of a mitzvahed. Yeah, this one was, this one was very secular, and it was a nice That's ceremony. Nice. And then I went to one that was like in the woods. Yeah. So it was pretty whatever, and they were already legally married. Yeah. So it was just very whatever, and oh, when my dad got married. It wasn't. It was a, like a backyard wedding and okay. it was not religious. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. But that's it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Should we do tweets of the week? Yeah, sure. Go Sweet. for it. So I'll find mine. Okay. All right. So my tweet is from T Gold Jesus Junkie <laughs> okay. at underscore T O S E E N underscore. Mm hmm. Having raw sex, sleeping with each other every night, going out to eat, doing shit together, me asking you to be the father of my unborn kids, and me saying I love you don't mean we're in a relationship.
0: (laughs) Relatable? Sad face. (laughs) Just kidding, guys. (laughs) Not relatable. that's so funny like it's are good. you my boyfriend or my boyfriend boyfriend yeah like no. are you my boyfriend or are you like my boyfriend <laughs> that's so funny looking you in the eyes telling you i love you asking you to be a father of my, my child <laughs> okay my tweet is from sophie at jill underscore slander and her tweet was Hey, darling. it's the girl who told you a fat doth bitch in the seventh grade. I'm selling essential oils, and I was wondering if... <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> She's really funny. She's so funny, yeah. Uh, fuck, I hate MLMs. Me too. Everyone I know is fucking selling, like, skincare, or... I mean, everyone I know. Everyone I know that I, like... Would do that. Didn't leave my hometown. Yeah. Selling skincare and not i almost said my fitness pal but like uh like a beach body yeah yeah the like shakes or, or whatever it's like okay well you don't look good so why would i <laughs> buy skincare or protein powder from you my um, least also, this favorite. is fake <laughs> sorry
1: my least favorite pyramid scheme is the fantasia parties
0: the sets toy ones yeah. remember when i asked to do a set on the comedy show they asked you yes. yeah yeah that was dark and
1: then that got cancelled.
0: W- yeah, I was like, I don't want to be a female comedian anymore. Also, I don't have any hack jokes about, like, masturbating. No. No, you, don't,
1: don't. no I was thinking. It was like, have you ever done one?
0: I, I had a very old joke.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't hack. It was... It wasn't really about
0: masturbating. <laughs> True. It was about self-reflection. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, uh- <laughs> yeah I would never... Oh I don't butt. know why. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, because I would never masturbate. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, I'm i in a constant battle with myself about literally everything in my life, but particularly comedy, which is, like, is a spot a spot? You know? No.
1: Not all, not all spots are
0: created equal. If you do a spot in the forest and nobody's there to see you bomb... Did you do a spot? You... You did still bomb because other people that you care about don't have to be there and see you in order for you to feel the emotional weight weight of bombing sometimes at a show worse. that you didn't even want to do so it's worse.
1: yeah. when I bomb on a show that I booked, I'm like, whatever mm-hmm. it sucks, but really? well not like an important show but like you know like one of yeah. our weeklies here where you don't really get paid but I mean I care what the producers think yeah and I bomb I'm like well yeah everybody bombs sometimes they still mm-hmm. know me they still think I'm funny yeah they'll book me again definitely if I do a show that I don't want to be booked on
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know anybody there yeah the audience doesn't like me and I bomb I'm like well that fucking sucked yeah because now all those people are gonna think I'm unfunny forever
0: yeah, that's true. Right, that's true. At least if you're in front of other comedians, like they've seen you do, yeah,
1: a bunch Batter. of sets,
0: and like the audiences are, the audience is still strangers. Yeah, right. Whatever. Whatever. And uh, especially if you're the, and I do really okay. So my theory is, a spot's a spot. Yeah. And I will continue to do them, but I will not be doing private events where I am the only comedian. Yeah. Or one of That's two absolutely or one fair. of two comedians. I would MC a private event. Yeah, of course. And just act like I was emceeing and try to work jokes then. And be funny, yeah. But unfortunately, like, I'm not likable and I'm incapable of like drifting or hiding my disdain for corporate culture. So that won't be an avenue of revenue for me. You'll never have to worry about no. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm open to it. I think a spot is a spot
1: and I will do anything people offer me. Like, I've never turned something down. But I won't go out of my way to seek out spots that I don't feel are advantageous or comfortable for me. So there's some shows in the city that I would do if they asked me, but
0: I would never ask to be on the show. Okay, that's my that's kind of my take, too. Yeah. A, a spot is a spot if, you know, it's offered offered to you, your presence is requested, whatever, yeah. on something that you wouldn't actively but I seek wouldn't, out to do.
1: I wouldn't be like, hey, can I have a spot on your next show?
0: No. Right. Me neither. But that's the difference between just, like, people's approaches. Yeah. Or, like, comfort levels. Yeah. You know? I did a show recently that, yeah, anyways, I've done lots of shows that I was like, why did I do this? Um, But (laughs) a spot's a spot. It's okay. Sometimes they're paid. Paid shows are sometimes the worst spots. I'll do those ones. I don't care. Me too. But I've bombed harder on nights where I've made, like, x amount of money to do a show because yeah. it's always weird yeah when it's like a private event like i bombed i bombed at the university of ottawa last summer and this summer which was really it was like a nice little anniversary for me i bombed at, f- at the feminist festival last year and then i because i had to follow a girl who did a sp- piece of spoken word poetry about doing survival sets work as a street youth in Vancouver, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Do you guys think I look like Potawatamis?" But <laughs> um, you know what that is?
1: What that's praxis. You're reclaiming your space. Thank
0: you. By bombing
1: at Ottawa U <laughs> every year.
0: Thank you, thank you. And then this year, I uh, I didn't actually really bomb. I did 15. 15- no. I bombed the least of anyone on the show this um, year. Yeah. This year. And I did make it warmer for Mike, who followed me. He did well. Yeah. And everyone before me sucked. So, I mean, was the room really supposed to be warm? But I did 15 <laughs> minutes for the Astronomics Association or whatever. And it paid yeah, yeah. Re- pretty well. But, like, it, it, the space was not set up for uh, Have you ever sat in, like, one of those? It's like, it's like a pit.
1: Yeah, it's like a sunken p- performance space.
0: Yeah, but there was like no stage, and there was, it was just like tile floor, Ugh. and I had a microphone with a really long cord. And then I had to go feature the Women's Day show yeah. at Wellington after I ate it for the Economics Association. Which Sorry. feels bad. <laughs> well, and that went sort of okay. That went of, pretty good. A lot of paid shows <laughs> are
1: bad, yeah, because they're basically paying people that they trust yeah, to perform for people who wouldn't be at a comedy show otherwise that's true they're right?
0: not the audience isn't primed to that's see why they jokes. have to pay
1: you because it's like special events or weird shit right like that pride show that i was at on saturday yeah. they did four shows so they did mm-hmm. thursday friday and then two on saturday mm-hmm. apparently thursday was amazing friday mm-hmm. bombed the first saturday show bombed so hard and then mm-hmm. the second saturday show was like okay yeah but they made a fuck ton of money because they all did four shows in the club you know what i mean and yeah. it's still worth it of even course though you have to endure like two horrible shows and yeah. one mediocre show
0: of course it's of course it's still it's still worth it it's just it's funny and doing special events is funny because it's like so like when I did the feminist festival I was like I'm not really I'm a I'm a woman and a comedian which is resistance in and of itself it's, it's feminist every time I get on stage and I tell jokes and I take up space and I make dip soft right <laughs> um, but that's what feminism is. It's about making dick soft. Um, but I'm not known yeah. for the feminist nature of my jokes. That's just not what makes me laugh. Yeah, It's not necessarily what I'm interested in. Like, when people ask if the podcast is about feminism, and I'm like, that's w- a weird assumption. But I guess it is to women who are making people listen to them talk about their ideas. So... Maybe sure. it's accidentally <laughs> feminist. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I did try to do my voter yeah. jokes or my jokes that acknowledged that I'm a woman. But when I did like the <laughs> economics association show, I wasn't like writing jokes about, like, trickle-down or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but sometimes my pussy. Yeah, sometimes you can write, like, one or two, or just use your jokes that are the most relevant. relevant. Yeah. I did listen to an episode of a podcast, and forgive me, I can't remember which one it was, but this guy was talking about how he got booked for a shit ton of money to do a show at an entomology conference, and he wrote 30 minutes of jokes about insects. And just completely ate it. Wow. Yeah. Imagine if it was, like... I wouldn't write a
1: whole set about it. I would throw in a couple to make them... You know what I mean? I think
0: he thought it was funny and he was enjoying himself, which is honestly relatable. (laughs) Like, I would be, like, I will accept this challenge of writing... this is gonna kill. ...30 (laughs) minutes of jokes about Buds. But they just wanted him to do his normal jokes, which is so funny. Oh, my God. That's, that's like, really relatable. That's, That's like, me thinking that the shark... fundraiser was a shark themed party or one time I gave a presentation at work that I thought was about boats and fishing but it was just about like using boats to import goods (laughs) some of which might be fish (laughs) that was like and people were like asking questions and I was like let's talk more about What we came here to talk about, fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Stupid. Yeah, anyways.
1: Should probably call it there.
0: Yeah, sorry, guys. (laughs) As interesting as this is for all of you, uh, got a blast. (laughs) All right. Thank you. I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch, I'm a stupid bitch, I'm a stupid bitch.